You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. Welcome to our uh, Wednesday night, uh, Growth University, and welcome to our series on living epistles. I am your host, Anthony Henson. And tonight we have with us one of our living epistles of Calvary, the Calvary Church, Brother Dale Perry. Welcome, Brother Dale. So him and I had a whole plan to just uh, show a slide full of fishing pictures, Uh, but Pastor Tom, Pastor Kristen got a hold of that, made sure that we're sticking to our questions tonight. So we're going to jump right in. We want to know as much as we uh, can find out here in the next 45 minutes about uh, Brother Dale's life. We're thankful uh, for their commitment uh, to God and their commitment to Calvary, uh, the example they, uh, him and Sister Eula are uh, to all of our families, and we're thankful uh, for them being members here at Calvary. So, Brother Dale, uh, in, in the category of... Before you start, oh boy. you talked about fishing. Yes, I'm ready. One of the saints in the bathroom when I came in said, are you going to tell a fishing story about <laughs> I mean, you... I hope so. You're on target. Yeah, okay, but good. Go ahead, brother. Good. Uh, it's, it's biblical. Fishing is biblical. So, uh, for early life, uh, part of your early life here, could you tell us when you were born and where? Well, I was born in 1935 in Kenmundy, Illinois, was the mailing address, in Marion County. Okay, Kenmundy, Illinois. Can't today, but I can Monday. Okay, there you go. And that's what they tell people? Put their mic. We got a request from the front row, Sister Sarah Varnum, our living epistle from last week. Didn't she do a good job? She's asking if the mic can be turned up. So, all right, we're trying to turn the mic up for Brother Perry. All right, uh, also in your early life, could you just tell us who were your parents and where were they from? Well, my parents was Lawrence Perry and my mother was Evelina. And they were born in Illinois in the Marion County area of where I was born. Okay, all right. Um, how did your experiences in childhood mold you as a person? Well, going to church regularly. Okay. That was one thing that was a must in our family Amen. as a child. Now, our early years, we were not Pentecostal. We went to the Missionary Baptist Church. And back then, as a child... Uh, I wasn't as eager to go to church then until I got into holiness church. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, What is your earliest memory? Well, I have a memory that my mother told me, you can't remember, but I did. Something that was, uh, I was two years old, believe it or not. And my mother was expecting, and they had called the doctor and then they delivered the babies in your home. They called the doctor, and when the doctor got there, they put all of us out of the house. Mm. So we were out in the yard while they was having, the mother was having childbirth. Well, when I was out there at two years old, I heard my mother in labor pains, and I thought they were hurting her. Mm. 
and I never forgot it. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. I was tickled to see I had a little brother instead of her being hurt. <laughs> was that Glenn? That was Ralph. Okay. All right, Ralph. There we go. Glenn was the last one born. He was a baby. Oh, man. Well, there you go. All right. Um, do you remember any fads from your youth? Maybe some popular hairstyles, clothing? Well, yes, I can. The Levi's, we wore rolled up about four inches. They longer than we really needed. We'd turn them up. Nice. That was quite a thing. I still see that. And, and That's what my wife said. <laughs> and, and the khaki, they had some khakis in. And, you know, we had uh, uh, denim shirts, uh, plaid shirts, that type of thing. Okay. And the hairdos were similar to what you and I have right now. All right. Now, that was one of them. And, and the other, they had some flat tops, they had crew mm. cuts, and believe it or not, they were some Mohawk. Okay, yes. look at that. That look. was uh, very unusual. First one I seen, I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's awesome. All right, um, we, we've, we've touched a little bit uh, about family, and I mean, I'd, I, I would consider that you have a, a, a pretty large Family, could you tell us about brothers, sisters? Well, I have five brothers and one sister. And I'm the oldest. Mm. And the fifth brother, as I told you, is Glenn. Okay. And, uh, uh, well, that's what I had. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that's that all you asked me, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you had five, you're saying yeah. there was five boys I, and yeah, one I had girl. five. There were six boys and a girl. I had five brothers and one sister. Mm. That made seven children. I bet she was pretty tough. She was protected by her brothers, I can tell you that. Mm. Because my mother and dad had about four boys, and then when we got that girl, she was protected. But the thing about it, when she grew up a little, she'd protect us. (laughs) She was definitely a tomboy. Yeah. Definitely a tomboy. Yeah, I, I'd feel bad for anybody that wanted to date you guys growing up. <laughs> um, okay, what about um, children? Children. Great, and then yes, I had, uh, I had two girls, and I'm very proud of them. They're both in church, and I uh, don't have any grandchildren. We never had any children. Now my daughters, their pets is Okay. And they make me be grandpa you're, to them you're, dogs. You got grand dogs. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's as far as that goes. <laughs> okay. And where do your daughters live today? My daughters live in Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. Both of them. Okay. Which is, they get about an hour and a half hour and 20 minute drive. Okay. Backward and forth. And I got to know, do they like to fish as much as you do? Yeah. Yeah. Not as much. Actually, every one of them grew up fishing. Right. They didn't have a choice. They, well, really, they wanted to go after I took, especially if I, I had a little thing. Okay. There I'm was a time of the notes. year that the fishing was great. I could catch them mm, almost anywhere. You spoiled them. The crappie was in spot. Mm. So I'd take them girls crappie fishing, and I never will forget one of those trips. My daughter was in the boat, and 
I was baiting her hook to help her get the minnows on them. And yeah. She was catching one crappie right after. I never did get a fish. Mm. She loves that talk about that oh, to this day. Man. Man, I don't know if y'all feel it, but there's something moving up here. I heard somebody speak in tongues in the back row over there, Brother Clinton. So, yeah, that's right. It says train up a child in the way they should go and it won't depart. So that's, right. that's a good example. And I sure tried hard. We're going to try to mix some scripture in here. Everyone's fine. This is a, a moment that we're doing that. That's a good example. You definitely want to, you want to spoil them right. You want to ruin them right. And that's a, that's, that's a right. good way to do it. Take them crappie right. fishing when it's on fire. I like that. I like that. All right. So that, that was about your daughters yeah. and your grand dogs. Yeah. Um, Your hand dogs, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, <laughs> you might need to. It's almost Christmas. Um, what is one tradition that you have with your family that's important to you? Well, our family's a close knit family, mm-hmm. and we have family reunions every year, and almost all of them make that reunion. And when we go on trips, a lot of times. Most of the family will schedule and go. When, when I'd go to Canada, they'd come to Canada, and mm-hmm. we'd have that week. And, of course, all of my family, except me, plays in the band. They've got their own band. Yes. And they would bring I've been their... there once. They'd take their music and bring it, and when, then they'd come to Florida in the wintertime when we were spending there. Sometimes they'd make two or three different trips. Mm. And my brother got so serious about it, Glenn. He bought a place right across the street, and he, he stayed all winter. Yeah, yeah. When what what Brother Perry is mentioning here was is a magical moment uh, there, where they uh, had their uh, where they were snowbirds, the, their winter getaway there in Florida. And I was lucky enough one time to get to go down there one weekend. Well, after we had come in from fishing and cleaned some fish, we were going to have a fish fry. I thought we were just going to eat. Well, everybody kept kind of like coming out of their houses and we were <laughs> like walking in between. I'm like, I'm just carrying stuff. I'm happy to be there, happy to do what I need to be doing. And we were looking for shade. So we set up in between two of the houses and then here comes Glenn and they sang Whispering Pines. We're not going to sing that tonight for him. No, no. 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 The, one, one thing about my singing now. Okay. About four years ago, uh, I don't have the wind. I can't hold a note. The guitar, I haven't played it in three or four years. Yeah, me neither. And, and so I can't sing now, so I just I stay out of it and listen to them. Yeah, yeah. And they do a good job. Do a good job. Yeah. yeah. I miss Whispering Pines. I have it on a video. Um, okay, so good. That's great. Uh, I know you uh, are very close with your with your uh, brothers, sisters, and your daughters, so I'm thankful for that for you, Sister Eula. Um, so just now kind of going into some general questions. Um, is there somebody who you would say influenced you the most in your life and why? Yes, I'd have to say my mother. Mm. Uh, she took us to church every Sunday. And like I say, back then, we was going to Baptist church. But she, I mean, Sunday come around, you was going to go to church. Well, my brother Ralph, of course, we're getting back into fishing now. My mother, we, we had one pair of Sunday clothes that she'd get ready for us to wear to church. Mm. 
Well, our neighbor friend mm -hmm. had found a bunch of fish in a place on the creek. Mm. And if he was going to go Sunday, and he wanted us to go with him. Mm. We said, well, we'll find out. So we asked Mom. She said, absolutely not. She said, you know, today's Sunday. No, you're not going fishing. Now make up your mind. So Ralph and I went out and... Back then, we lived on the farm. Actually, then the road was a dirt road in front of our house. Mm. Well, we got a little idea. It would be nice if we could figure out some way that uh, we could get out of going to church. So we go out and kind of got into a wrestling and fell. Got dirty on purpose. <laughs> we thought we was really pulling a good one on mm. Mother. Well, we came back to the house, and there was... Dust all over our Sunday clothes, you know. Mom, we fell down out there. She said, yes, you did, young man. She said, but you just come on in here. We'll take care of that. She said, you're all dirty, but I'll dust your clothes off till you'll be all right to go to church. And with the belt, with the belt. she did Ooh. dust them off. We never tried that anymore. <laughs> we never did try that anymore. Wow. Okay, parents take note. This is a new phrase for us now is um, I'm going to go home and dust my kids' clothes off. <laughs> but they only, need a dusting. Only do that when they need it. That's right. Okay, <laughs> only when they need it. Somebody needs a dusting. So we'll be watching the kids in the foyer tonight, see who needs a dusting when they get home. That's good. Oh, man. That's serious. So you made it to church that day. I made it to church, yes, and yeah. was glad to go. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> the safest place. I didn't place. want to put up any fuss about going. No, no, she meant business. That's good. That's awesome. Um, here's another question. Which new technology have you found most helpful? Assuming well, it's been helpful. You're probably going to get a chuckle out of this. <laughs> but it's my cell phone. Okay. See, when I grew up, well, for a long time, we didn't have a phone. Then we got a telephone. You know, you could only talk and receive calls on it. And I got this cell phone, and you got it with you all the time. Now, anybody can get you when they want to, and that's one of the things that's bad about it. But yeah. anyway, uh, this, you, get, you got the cell phone, and you can take that cell phone. You can take a picture with it, mm -hmm. and you can take some good fish pictures. Yeah, oh, yeah. And also, you can, you can text somebody, mm -hmm. you know. I love all this on them cell phones. Yeah. That, and one great one for me is Google. Because mm. I'm not too smart, and sometimes i got to ask questions, and, and I get Google to tell me, will yeah. you? I love that. Man. That's great. Yeah, it is That's, great. You can't beat it. Dial yeah, Google up, great. see what Google has to say. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, that's good. No, I, I use it for that, too. Well, um, the... the, the, the bad side of it yeah, is... Yeah, yeah, what's the part that... The bad side of it is, it, it, is that I get the potential spam calls. Mm. I'm so disgusted with that. Yeah. I get so many every day. Yeah. But I still love the phone. Yeah. Well, I guess that you got to take the, the bad with the good yeah. sometimes. Okay. Uh, well, I know what the answer to this is, but what are your favorite things to do for fun or hobbies... Get in my bass boat, mm. get out on Lake Okeechobee, and catch bass. Mm. Amen. Oh, it gets crappie. Yeah. Just spend the day on Okeechobee in yep. the sunshine 
when it's cold down here, it's warm down there. I like it. Yeah, it's warm down there. That's right. So, and and Sister Eula goes out on the boat with you. Yes, and sometimes it's not good. Because she catches more than you, Brother Perry. And 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 she reminds me, you know, I caught more than you did today. Mm, that's wrong. So the next time I take her out, I put her in the back in of the, the back. boat and Keep catch all the fish. Yeah. That's yeah. what that, the trolling motor's in the front. You yeah. just kind of block her yeah, out. That's exactly right. That's right. All right. Well, and we can, and we can pray that. for her before she leaves tonight. There's anointing oil up here. We're going we're gonna to take care of that bad spirit, Sister Eula. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, here's one. What would be your perfect day? Well, here we go again. <laughs> That, that again is in that bass boat while right. I'm in Okeechobee. Catch me a 12-pounder. Mm. I, I got some 10s. I got some 9s and 8s. I, I get a 12-pounder. Got some 10s, some 9s, some 8s. That's a big fish. That would be a de- delight for me. That would be a delight. Okay. I will pray to that end. That's a, that would be a perfect day. And where would Sister Eula be on the boat? If I caught that one, she better not be... With the net. In, in the way. She better be getting the net. <laughs> That's right. She better have that but net. I'll tell, she how, I'll tell you how she handles the net. Mm. We were in Louisiana. I had a nine-pound... Uh, uh, Walleye? No, it was a redfish. Oh, oh, I had oh. a nine-pound redfish on the weasel wanting one that size. We got it up to the boat, like you say... She got the dip net, and she got excited. She picked it up. When she raised it up, put it in the boat, she turned the dip net over, dumped it back in the lake. <laughs> but, you know, we didn't have any words over that at all. I just, None. I just, we didn't even talk. Didn't even talk. Didn't talk. <laughs> didn't even talk about it. Just, uh, you know, next time turn the net. Just a thought. Just yeah, go. just a thought to share in that moment. <laughs> Sister Eula, this altar could be open any time. <laughs> you make your way up here, Pastor Tom will move in, but we'll keep on going with this interview. <laughs> All right. If money was no object, what would you buy? Well, you might be surprised. No, I don't think you would in the, the final, ultimate ranger. State. But I'm going to be honest with you. Number one, I'd make sure that I paid my tithes on that money. Amen. And then... I would help my family, any that was in needs, mm. any widows, mm. I would be glad to help them in any needs that they had. Mm. Also, I would help the church, any needs in the church. And I would also, I would give to the church in Oxford mm. to help get it going. I really yeah. think it's needed. But after all this was done, right. I, I would buy me a brand new bass boat and a new truck to pull it with. Mm, now that's a key, a new truck. That's the key. If, what, what would the bass boat look like? If, would this be the, the Ranger? Would this be the... Triton. When you drive Sister, a Triton, your line will tighten. Commander of the Seas. <laughs> Man, well, there you go. Maybe you could get a new net person at that rate. <laughs> you can fish in my boat, Sister Yule. 
All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's something most people don't know about you? I don't think people, most people know this. Uh, I made a commitment to the Lord hmm. several years ago. I love to fish. And I wanted to give up something that it hurt me to do. Mm. And I promised the Lord then, I would never fish on Sunday. Mm. I haven't to this day done it. And there's been times when I've been out with people, like we'd be on vacation, Mm. we'd be there Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. When Sunday come around, I didn't go. Mm. There's been some times that I've had people, my brother, Dennis for one, I took him out on Okeechobee. It was Sunday. Mm. I said, I'll take you out, but I won't fish. Mm. I took him out there in the boat, and boy, he caught bass. He was just having himself a big time. And you know, I decided, cheered him on and went up. Did that all day. We come in. He said, well, brother, I didn't think he could do it. I didn't believe it. I <laughs> wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't been with you. Sure. So, uh uh-huh. That's how strong I am with that. Yeah. And I haven't done it and don't intend to. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I appreciate that must be a personal conviction, though. <laughs> just, uh, I just yeah. want to throw that in there. I'm going to throw something in there. Yes, sir. I'm going to throw something in there. I had many people hmm. that I've been with on vacation, and some of them was pastors. And they said, Dale, they'd fish on Sunday. They said, Dale... There's nothing wrong with outside. I know that. There's no sin to fish on Sunday right. unless you neglect your church. Mm. Worship God that day. I'm not saying there is. Right. And then I told them it was a commitment I made, and they yeah. understood it. But they thought I was doing it because I another reason. Sure, sure. So. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's good. Thanks for sharing that. Um, let's see. Uh, what types of jobs have you had in your life? Well, I... Uh, Started out at an early age because my family taught me the value of working. We worked hard when we were kids. We started, our parents taught us it was need to be in life. And uh, I tell you, repeat that question. I told you I was getting old. <laughs> That's right. It's just what jobs did you have? What okay. jobs did you work? What jobs right. did you That's, have? I thought that I'm trying to get back in. Get yeah. this thing You're going. good. You're At 87, good. I'm failing the quite You're a bit. doing great. But anyway, uh, the first job I had, I was 10 years old. That was my money job. Of course, mm. I did job like when I was nine years old, I was walking behind a walking plow helping my dad plow. I had mm. a team and he had a team. Nice. And Ten years old, the neighbor farmer was had a threshing rig, a threshing machine. This was a machine they used to thresh out the grain before combines came in. Oh, wow. If they were just starting, the combines were coming in, but a lot of the farmers didn't have it. So they would take this, they'd take this threshing machine to all the farmers around when their grain would come in, you know, step by step each farm they'd do it. Well, he hired me because I was, he figured, kind of tough and could get, I was 10 years old. And he hired me because I could crawl down in that machine. If part needed to be removed, 
I could remove it and get it out for them when a grown-up couldn't get in there. Oh, wow. And also I kept the grain when it went in the hopper out of the way so it wouldn't run over and that type of thing. Also, they had wagons that they would go out in the field. Back then they shocked the grain. They would cut the soybeans and they had a combine that they bound them up. And they would bring that to the thrashing machine. And also I did some of that bringing them in. Wow. Okay. After that, I um, worked for some farmers. This is all through the summer. You know, I'd have a summer job. And this job that I had on this thrashing machine, I got $3 a day. And I thought I was really making money. <laughs> that was my school money and mm. lunch money and stuff like that. And so I was tickled to death with it. And other farmers, when they had something going, they would come and get me, and I'd go work maybe a day or two in the summer. Oh, wow. Good. And this went on. Well, after that, I started public work. Uh, get out, you know, I was growing up a little more, and I had to, had to make a better living than what I was making there. So I worked for Brown Produce Company in Farina, Illinois. My job, I run a candling machine. The eggs would come down, and I would candle these eggs to make sure they were fresh, because oh, wow. those eggs, when we finished them, went straight to the army. They'd get truckloads of it, and we had to make sure they were good, and that was my job there. After that, I got another chance to upgrade for pay, so I, I got a job with Brown Shoe Company. I started to work for Brown Shoe Company, working on the machine, and then some the plant manager asked me one day, Dale, would you take a test, the foreman's test? We'd like for you to be a foreman in one of our departments. And it was the increase in pay, and I finally agreed to it. So it went from that, that training. Then I became, I was an assistant foreman. I went to foreman. From foreman, I went to quality control over plant. From that, I went to assistant plant manager. Oh, wow. And I also, in between there, I didn't, I'll tell you about that, but I went to plant manager. That's when I retired after my service. But uh, in between there, in them jobs, I also was a sales manager for Chrysler dealership oh, okay. in the little town of Salem, Illinois. And so that's my life history of working. There you go. Wow, that's awesome. Oh. Um. Okay, and so, and so, we, and if you, when you look back, you feel like you got a good work ethic from working with those farmers at a young age. Absolutely, what our parents taught us as children, it stayed with us. Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, that's great. Um, what is uh, what is the happiest moment of your life? Well, I'm going to tell you the happiest moment of my life was. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. <laughs> That's good. That's a lot of happy moments. Uh, he had to pick one. I tell you what. When I... Yeah, Sister, you have said she, the whole, She's got it. Boy, it she's coming. on it. That she, one was from the she, hip. Yeah, that, that was... And i got to tell you a little story on that. And that's, I was trying to bring all this back. I was... Uh, 
receiving the Holy Ghost was one great thing for me. Mm. I mean, I was really happy with that. That was one of my happy moments in life. And I better say this, the other happies in my life was when I married Eula. Mm -hmm. yeah. yep. that, that, oh, that. I see it. I see it. It's right there. Right there at the I top. I made a note of that so I wouldn't yeah. forget it. Boy, if I've ever seen bold, I'm right there. It's right there in bold. Okay, and do you mind me asking, Brother Perry, how old were you when you received the Holy Ghost? Uh, I was uh, nine years old. Nine, okay. Nine years old. Right. Yes, and I, the Holy Ghost, I, I, mu I must tell you a story about that. I ha They had had, first of all, Brother Pasley Sr. and his wife Alice had a revival in this little town of Fryn, Illinois, farm town. And it, in this revival is when I learned a lot about the holiness. In fact, my mother and dad, that's when they started to that church. Mm. They started when the Pasleys were there. Wow. And my mother, being a Baptist like she was, I'll never forget the way she acted that night. The sister Pasley, Alice Pasley, was in charge of the service. They would take turns one would preach one night and one the next. And the night that Sister Alice Pasley uh, did the service, she had an altar call. Mm. And she started asking for saints that would come up and pray for the people in the altar. And they'd few go and she kept on. And the third time she asked that, she said, she asked it different. My mother sat there, you know, with them people go. She asked it different. She said, anyone that, that don't want these people to go to hell, come up here and pray for them. Mm. Boy, my mother went yeah. like a bullet. The funny part about it, she received the Holy Ghost and hadn't been baptized in Jesus' name yet, mm. but she was that night. Oh, man, that is awesome. Yeah. So wow. that, that is story on that. So she was, she was kind of hard-headed about going up there and helping them because she thought she didn't belong. She mm. wasn't really hard-headed, but she wasn't part. She sure. wasn't Pentecostal. Well, the same thing happened to me when I was trying to get the Holy Ghost. I had prayed for the Holy Ghost. I'd, several times I'd been up there. Uh, it was within a year because I was baptized when I was nine. I got the Holy Ghost. Uh, at not, no, seven, I got told to go at nine. But I'd prayed several times. And so the evening and I went up there, we have padded seats here, long wooden benches. This church had the wooden benches, mm. but they wasn't this fine padding on them. Mm -mm. And we would, that was up at the altar, and I was at the altar asking the Lord for the Holy Ghost. I wasn't praying like I usually pray. Mm. The only thing I did was cry the name of Jesus. Mm. Mm. Had my hands like this. Mm. I received the Holy Ghost. I fell over backward. My head hit one of those wooden Ooh. benches. It sounded like you hit it with a sledgehammer, so they told me. So I laid there and spoke in tongues. I got up, and when it was all over, the pastor and some of the saints kept, Dale, 
thank goodness you got the Holy Ghost. But said, is your head hurting? I said, what? My head hurt? No. They said, well, how about your neck? What, what are you talking about? They said, well, you fell. It sounded like that your head hit that like a hammer. I said, man, I feel great. So, and, and <laughs> I, have, could ruin I, that I was night. thinking about my mother having to have three calls, and it just now dawned on me to go help pray for them. When I got healed of a headache, I was in a, a service, and the pastor was at, well, he was an evangelist. He was having a healing service, and he called uh, out names of the, something was bothering you. It could be your elbows hurting you bad, your knees hurting your leg, and different ones was going up to be prayed for. And he was also saying, we have somebody here with a severe headache. I had terrible headaches back then. That service, my head was busting. You got to realize, he didn't know me from Adam. He'd never right. seen me in my life. And it went on, he called, and I thought, well, somebody's sure going to go up there, you know. I want to see what they do with them. So, two times, it's second time, he called, and it got far, far down in the healing service. Second time he called, uh, same old Dale, he's bullheaded, you know. He sat there, they're talking about somebody, wait. He called a third time. I said, can you be a dummy? I got up and walked up to that. I, I didn't even want to get up there. He reached out, and it was just like something went through me. Mm. The headache went, oh. 72 years ago. I've never had one since. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Praise God. That's amazing. Um, okay, well, I, and it's amazing the, the story about you attending the services with... Uh, the founders, uh, pa the Pasleys, and so that, that that was our beginning. Yeah, that was our being beginning, and we moved over here. Eula and I lived out at Harrison, and and we didn't have a Pentecostal church to go there. We was going to a what's a holiness uh, church of God. They believe in the Holy Ghost. They prayed as hard as we do. The baptism is different, mm -hmm. but. We couldn't find a Pentecostal church. My mother called me. She said, Dale, the Pasleys are in Cincinnati. Mm. So we started pursuing that. We found out it, who they were, and that's how we got in here. Oh, wow. We started coming here in 202, 203. And what brought you to Harrison? Why did you guys relocate? My job. Okay. The job, the, the, the plant jobs. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I... I want to ask these other uh, two questions here, and then we'll, we'll jump back in here. Kind of, we've, we've kind of started on the spiritual journey, but um, what, when you look across your life, what are you the most proud of? <clears throat> well, I'm most proud of my family. Uh, my children, they both finished college. Uh, they're doing well, and, and I'm so proud of them. And, and I'm proud that I met you and May for a wife. Yeah. yeah. She's been an asset. Yeah. Sometimes she can be an aggravation, but a lot of times she can. A lot of times, yeah. You, well, we said earlier, the good with the bad, right? The bad with the right, good. So, right. Yeah, yeah, but for the most part, good. Yes. Yeah, good, yeah. 
All right. Um, I am interested in this next part. I know we talked a little bit, but do you have any sayings or jingles that you had or growing up or that you use now? You know, I really don't. Okay. I really don't. I've thought on that one, and I, I, I don't, I just don't have one. Okay. Well, you don't That's have That's one I, I got to pass on. Yeah. Yeah. Besides get that net. Because I just don't have them. Yeah. But I was saying a saying that you could use a lot is get that net. Well, yeah, that was said a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's good. Um, um, important uh, life lessons uh, that you feel like you would pass on or that you've learned? Well, you know, I would like to pass on a legacy that they would say there is a man who lived for God. Mm. And I would like my life to be to help others right. to meet the Lord. Yeah, amen. That's what I would like to leave. Amen, that's good. Um, so you had mentioned that you received the Holy Ghost when you were nine Yeah. Um, in Illinois, and you kind of just explained some of your family's transition yes. from missionary Baptist to uh, Pentecostal faith. Yes. Um, you know, I sh- I want to add something there Please. that I was going to put in, and I got so excited about telling about it. Yeah, but I, that I forgot it. You know, uh, but here I go. <laughs> that eighty sevens catching up yeah. with me. Yeah, no, we're good. Yeah, that's eighty sevens, Eula. <laughs> what was he about to say, Eula? I don't know. <laughs> she done lost that out, yeah. didn't she? We were talking, I mentioned your family's transition from yes. from the Baptist church. You received the Holy Ghost. Yes. Well, there was something I wanted to add to it, but the Lord doesn't intend for me to do it. It's well, not there. if he decides in the next couple of minutes. Yeah, then, if it comes to me, yeah, I, yep. I'll say, wait a minute, I know what it is. That's right. But apparently he doesn't want me to tell that one. <laughs> Well, maybe there's something else. That's not wants. because I'm almost 87. No. He just don't want me right. to do it. Yep. I think he's directing you right yep. now. Um, if you could offer any advice to people beginning their walk with God, if they were just getting to know God, just starting church, what, what would that be? My, I, I really would tell them to get into a holiness church and with their children and do it regularly. Mm. Make it a, a routine every week thing yeah consistency yeah okay good um what ministries have you served in or been a part of in the years well i i served several years as a councilman to the pastor uh i served i was a layman also for the church and i uh got awards for layman of the year and things mm. like that. And I was proud that 100% voted for me in the church, mm. you know, to be. So to get the plaque, and, and I'm right. proud of that. In fact, it's hanging on my wall. All right. Yeah, it's yeah. hanging on my wall. Did you so I'm proud of it. Did you have a special parking spot for that? <laughs> no, it's no, just hanging there. Well, it's just an idea. But, and and uh, <laughs> that... That was one of the things, and also, and I don't do it now, I've already told you that, but when the pastor would ask, and generally on a Sunday night, mm. I would do a 
song, and believe you me, it, it was songs, where could I go but to the Lord? Mm. Uh, uh, why me, Lord? Things like that. But ones I really liked, it, it wasn't the why me, Lord. It was, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Uh. And uh, I, I just, songs like that is what I did. And I, I just loved it, you know. So you would sing solos? Sing a solo. Yeah. And play my old guitar. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I those days are that. far behind me, and I can't do like Sister Varnum did last week, sing one of them, because I couldn't hold the note long enough to do it. Well, and I'm not probably going to be able to help you either, <laughs> so. We better skip the singing. We're going to skip the singing tonight. All right, here's a good question. Uh, in all the church services you've been in, all your life, could, when you look back, could you tell us about, or is there a specific one that is your favorite church service? I just I told it earlier, but okay. it was when I got the healing of the okay. headache. Okay, uh, that that powerful. to me was most powerful thing. You know, I almost break down today talking about it mm. because it's so wonderful. Yeah, seventy-two years. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. Amen. Um, Okay, we talked about, uh, you said in 2003, you and Sister Eula came yes. to Calvary, and obviously you've been here since then. Um, just a question in, in general then about the Calvary Church. When you think of the Calvary Church and being here, what, what does the Calvary Church mean to you? Well, i tell you, it has really been a blessing to Eula and I both. This church is a beautiful church to come into. The, the ministry is wonderful. You, you're taught right. You're taught mm. the things. And we love that. And, and it, it's, it's just a good place to belong, you know. And we have had so many things happen in this church. God has did things for us through the church. Right. I mean, there's time. I remember one time. I had prayed probably three or four or five weeks for a problem we had in life. And I just prayed and prayed. God help me with this. God give us hand. Brother Pazzi, he didn't know anything about this. I told him later, but he didn't know a thing about it. He was teaching us that morning, preaching, and he said, when you've got something that's bothering you and you need help with, when you go in prayer, don't say, Lord, help me. Lord, give me help. Say, Lord, give me deliverance. Mm. I immediately started praying in my seat right then. Mm. That was a Sunday. Monday morning, I got a phone call. It was all solved. Oh, wow. And I thank the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. Um, well, you've, you've been amazing this evening telling us these different stories and giving us a small insight of your life and, and uh, just the hand of God on you through your mm -hmm. life and the blessing that it's been uh, being in relationship with him. Do you have a favorite scripture or a Bible story? <clears throat> yes, I have, I have two scriptures that okay. I, I like to make. And one of my favorite scriptures is the plan of salvation, Acts 2.38. Mm -hmm. Repent and be, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Amen. And the other one I will read, it's Psalms, 
It's in Psalms 23. And I love the whole book of the whole chapter of Psalms 23. But this one, since I can only do one verse, this is one because I've had that happen to me when I was in the hospital, mm -hmm. when I was ailing, feeling bad. This is, it is 23-4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff comfort me. I love that. Amen. Yeah, it's a powerful verse. Because he has comforted me so many times. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, Perry, I've enjoyed uh, my time up here uh, with you, and I think everybody uh, in here has enjoyed hearing these stories, and um, just amazing, very thankful for you. your walk with the Lord, and as I mentioned before, uh, for the impact you and Sister Eula have here, uh, and we're just happy and blessed to be brothers and sisters in Christ with you guys. Thank you. I would ask, uh, as, as we're concluding tonight, do you mind to say a prayer for us in conclusion? I most certainly do. Okay. All right. right. Well, we'll bow our heads with you. Jesus, we come before you tonight, Lord, asking you to bless this church, bless these ministers, Lord, that's ministering here. Lord, anoint this congregation, Lord, to be in your will. And Lord, let us always walk in your goodness and walk in your faith and whole, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to be with everyone and give them a safe journey home and bring them back at the appointed time. We pray. Amen. 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 All right. So could we give Brother Dale Perry a hand clap? Thank you for his time tonight. And stay tuned next week. There'll be another pastoral staff member up here hosting with another person to interview. And if you want to know who that is, show up next Wednesday for GU. All right. God bless you. Have a good night. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.